0: to ladies get action
1: the podcast where two best friends talk about getting action movies this is rebecca ringley this is Rin olsen and this week we watched midnight run uh, which is from the 80s mm-hmm. with uh robert de niro and
0: charles groden yes before we get into the movie how has your week weekend been my weekend has been great. It's been a whirlwind of, of fun and travel. I took off early, early Friday morning, like one of those 6 a.m. flights, where which means you have to leave the house. You have to wake up at like 3:34, you leave the Terrible. house at like 4:15, so that you're at the airport by you know however early you need to be. <laughs> Awful. It was it was a little rough, but I flew to Montana for a friend's wedding, and that was super fun to like see a bunch of people I haven't seen in a very long time and finally get to celebrate this wedding. Because it had been postponed for three years, or sorry, been postponed three times. So that was really exciting. And then on the way back, I, again, had a 6 a.m. flight on Sunday and got up at 4 after, you know, having spent a really fun night dancing and then flew back to New York. So I'm I'm in recovery, but... It was definitely worth it. Yeah. And recovery makes a lot of sense. That's way too early on both ends. Well, they did on the way back tell me that my backpack, so I took a a purse and a backpack because I was like, okay, personal item, you know, carry on. It was fine going there. On the way back, the person at the gate was like, oh, sorry, you flew the basic economy ticket. So we're going to have to check this.
1: I know. They've started doing that where you don't get a carry on.
0: Yeah. It's really annoying. But also my backpack was tiny enough that I could have like shoved it under the seat. Right. I was so mad. It was, you know, yeah. five in the morning. I was really tired. Ugh. I was really grumpy. I had to wear my glasses. And this woman was like, I'm so sorry this had to happen to you. But just like next time, maybe pay a little more for the ticket. And I was like, that's mm. rude. It was so rude. And I had the, you know, I had the perfect response back to her about 45 minutes later. Oh. <laughs> but on the whole, airports are rough. Yeah, airports are hard. Travel's
1: hard. There was a lot of trouble in this movie this movie was about travel
0: it was so let's get into <laughs> it what do you think
1: um I liked it I thought it was fun it's like very much of its time um but I thought it was like a silly good time you know it's very like planes trains and automobiles and I, I haven't seen that movie but like just the I guess the phrase <laughs> like it's every kind of transportation you can think of they get on I really liked the relationship between uh Robert De Niro and the Duke mm-hmm. I thought that was really really fun and so I had a good time with it. What did you
0: think? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so fun. And I thought the script was pretty tight too. Mm-hmm. Like everything kind of came back to each other. Even the people I didn't like at the beginning where I really yeah. thought we were going to be big players. I ended up like loving. Oh yeah. Like, like the
1: morons or yeah, Marvin. And
0: Marvin. Yeah. and The boss was so great. Yeah. Like, it was just a really fun time. Um, Even the FBI boss. Yeah, I mean, so it's funny because there are, like, three bosses. There's the mob boss, the FBI boss, and the Bond boss. Yeah, you're right. And then, like, each of those bosses yeah. have has two morons working for them, essentially. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, they all got morons. Um, it was just so great. It was really I, – I, like, couldn't stop smiling. And, yeah. And, like, there were parts where I was genuinely laughing. Mm-hmm. And I love – you're right. I love the chemistry between Charles Grodin, who plays the Duke, and um, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert West? young
1: Robert De Niro is handsome oh
0: yeah yeah very handsome yeah um so I loved it I had a great time and I think I actually I would watch that again soon yeah I really enjoyed it too so let's start at the beginning um okay. Midnight Run <laughs> I was really worried with this opening oh yeah because it was it was clearly a it was on the set and I thought it was meant to be New York at first uh-huh um, and Robert De Niro is doing what I'm gonna call like the acting moves where he's like pretending to listen at doors and like, <laughs> skulking around and I was like, Okay, nice scenework. <laughs> like, um, and then he like is opening a lock and it's like the setup, right? So it's um in every action movie we either see that somebody's very good at their job, somebody's very bad at their job, or like circumstances are going to change for them. Yeah. And so he's like up, uh, doing open the lock and just as he get, gets it open, he drops the the thing that he's using to open it with, which I think, is it a, like, a safety pin? Not a safety pin. Is it a a paperclip? I don't know.
1: I, I never really got what it was.
0: Yeah. I kind of felt like if it was a paperclip, I would have just learned how to open the lock. <laughs> Would you ever learn how to pick a lock? Totally. You know there's a lock picking competition in Las Vegas? No, that does make
1: sense, but no, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I interviewed a woman who competed in it.
0: Oh, what yeah. did you say?
1: It was just like circumstantial. It was just like I was interviewing her for uh, the Chase, I want to say. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, and by the way, like I want a lock picking competition.
0: Like, that's just so cool. That's that's all I know. My friend Rosalie, for years has asked her wife to get her like lock picking tools for Christmas just for fun. And every every year her wife was like, no, I'm not getting
1: that. <laughs> oh, why not? That's a great idea. I know. It's a fun gift. Yeah. I like that. So the... You should get it
0: for her. I should, actually. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what I'm getting her for Christmas this year. Yeah. Great. That's all set. <laughs> for some reason, I couldn't get past the set in this early mo- early, like, early part of the story yeah um i was like is this the friend set and then they go into the alley that looks straight out of terminator
1: oh yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um so anyway robert de Niro is about to like put this guy in handcuffs so he's doing it when another bounty hunter shows up and like they have kind of a back and forth and this is where we discover too that they're not cops
1: yes yeah um right and it's not because i was like oh maybe he's like a crooked cop like breaking in or like using you know Mm-hmm. getting around the law but we found out they're not cops at all and then this guy marvin comes and sort of like intercepts It's not even an arrest citizen arrest yeah and intercepts uh i'm getting this criminal and uh and then de niro does a great like basically a look over there them. Yeah. <laughs> <punches> <laughs> like, knocks him out and takes the guy for himself. And, and then
0: he steals his car. Yeah, and takes his car, too. And that's what I thought. that I thought that was going to be the last we saw of Marvin. Sure, me too. But it's not. <laughs> so then De Niro goes to the Bond office, basically. And that's where we learn that he was a cop. Um, and that's all we get at that point. But we also meet his boss, who is constantly trying to, like, screw him out of money. Yeah. Bail Bonds guy. He basically mentions there's a guy from his
1: past, Serrano. Is involved in this thing, and he wants to do a new job um, in five days for $100,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and De Niro negotiates. And De Niro gets it in writing, too. He signs yeah. the contract. Yeah, because he is trying to get his like, $1,200 from this guy's like sock, and he's so resistant. Right, he pulls it out of
0: his sock. It was fun to see that food court, um, yeah. too, because it makes an appearance in La La Land. Oh, really? really? Mm-hmm.
1: But basically, he gets this new job, he goes outside, and then the FBI swarm him.
0: hmm And that's our first introduction to Alonzo M- Mosley. Yes. Who is the FBI boss and, you know, has great sunglasses, which De Niro comments on. Um, and then, so the FBI shakes him down. And he's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Because they want to get this guy, the Duke. Um, so I know every time I heard the Duke, I thought I'd escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know?
1: Yeah. But yeah, they want to get the Duke um instead of De Niro, and they want to use him to testify basically against uh, Serrano, the big mob boss, because they think he's the key to getting Serrano locked up.
0: So De Niro's on the plane, and he has stolen Mosley's badge, and is like, yeah. doctoring it next to this kid, and the kid is, like... That was so great. I know, I loved it. The kid is just, like, giving him the biggest side eye. Right. And, like, you're that's a felony buddy. Basically, Right. And De Niro's
1: like, what do you think? And kid's like, it looks good to me. Like, it looks fine to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then we have a series of like zany, scrappy sort of tricks of the, of the trade. I would say that De Niro pulls. Cause we will see both him and Marvin pulling it where De Niro ha- like has the number of the last guy, the Duke called. Mm. And so he, he has set up this pretty impressive DIY wiretapping situation on um, a public phone. And so he calls that number and pretends to be an FBI agent and is like, ma'am, because a woman answers, he's like, ma'am, you know, could you come down to the station tomorrow? And she's like, sure, okay. And then she
1: immediately calls the Duke. Right, so he has, he knows that the Duke is in New York. But before Mm -hmm. we get there, right when he lands, we get to meet the morons.
0: Oh, yes, how could I miss those? Yeah,
1: this is one of my favorite
0: parts. Um,
1: So Serrano has mobster goons and they're, hilarious and they're you know one's kind of the brains the other one's kind of stupid and big and um yeah. and Serrano calls them moron one and moron two and um they basically shake uh De Niro down immediately after he gets off the plane and they are like so good to see you again <laughs> um we know you know Serrano and then also uh we know you're looking for the duke and you think he's in New York and we think you're right So we're just going to follow you till we find him and we're going to kill him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But if you want to work for us, we'll give you more money if you want. You can help bring him to us. And Danira's like, nope, I won't bring him to you guys. Uh, And we find out why later. But he just basically says no. Um, One of the guys stands so close to him. And Danira goes, are you going to propose? (laughs) Right.
0: And stop staring at me. Yeah.
1: I really liked it. And then. I was also like, who rents a car in New York City? He rented a car. I
0: thought that too. That was so weird. Because, yeah. right, they shake him down at the uh, car rental place.
1: Yeah. But then he basically, after he wiretaps that phone, he breaks into this stunning brownstone. Oh,
0: it was so beautiful.
1: And it just clearly had the entire building too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, this wasn't like a divvied up apartment, it was like the full, you know, four floors. Mm-hmm. Um, A very cute white shepherd husky mix like corners de Niro in the bathroom and then we meet the duke for the first time right right he's like
1: trying to escape basically with his wife and like do you last one in packing and grab this or that um but uh, essentially de Niro uh is like nope uh I'm from the FBI you're coming with me and that's it
0: we're going to LA bye yeah then we get the, the very beginnings of, like, this great chemistry between them where De Niro's like, oh, two minutes and I already don't like you. And the oh, Duke yeah. goes, I like you.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, so immediately they start heading for the airport and Duke is figuring out pretty quickly. He's like, oh, okay, you're not really with the FBI because you'd be taking me to the FBI FBI building and you're taking me on a plane instead. Also,
0: um, the, the other guy who works at the Bail Bond place... Because De Niro calls his boss to let him know that he's got the Duke. And we learn that his colleague is actually working with the mob.
1: And that the FBI is tapping all <laughs> yeah. of their phones. Yeah.
0: It was really cute. This is so zany.
1: But uh, this is where Duke starts saying that he can't fly, that he has a terrible
0: phobia of planes. And I believed him. I be- Yeah, I believed. Well, At didn't- this point in the movie. Yes, I did too. The The scene where he has a breakdown on the plane, I was like... I Believe this. Oh, really? I b- yeah. I believed it. Oh, I thought it was weird actory stuff, mm. which, which it was. It was. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, but can we talk about what first class
0: looks like on that plane? Oh, okay. There was a dining room table. I have never seen a plane like that in my life. It was outrageous. To set the scene, this is like a double decker plane. There's like a spiral staircase. Yeah. They're, they've got like glass drinkware. Oh, um, yeah,
1: there's a dining room table. Oh. No. There's a dining table right in the middle of first class, and the seats are so
0: big. Listen, I was on in group five for oh, all my that's flights. That's tough. That's tough. To <laughs> so get. I walked past all the people already seated. Yeah, and but first class is not like. Look... No, I I didn't see a dining room table. And and De Niro's like, oh, I'm gonna order the steak.
1: Why don't you order the lobster? I know you're not hungry. but Then I can get surf and turf. <laughs> yeah. And then,
0: (laughs) and the duke is like, "I, I really don't fly well. I fly terribly. I'm gonna." He was just like brushing it off. He's like, "Okay, yeah, like you're here. Too bad. Like just calm down. Take a few deep breaths.
1: Yeah, you'll be fine." But you know, he has a fit, and the pilot comes down, kicks them off, and he says, "You can't take a prisoner by plane if they don't want to fly." And I'm like, "You can't, right?" (laughs) Seems like you should be able to, but you probably should give the pilot a heads up,
0: right? I think you're supposed to notify. Yeah, or well, who knows? I don't know any rules. Um, also, <laughs> well, this was flying in the 80s, so like,
1: oh, everyone's smoking the I entire know.
0: time, and the entire movie. I
1: mean, the joke of there even being a smoking section on the planes, yeah, when you're in like an airtight situation
0: throughout the entire movie, the, the Duke is constantly telling De Niro, like, smoking is bad for you, why are oh, you doing funny. that? Yeah.
1: But the FBI is, this begins a series of events where the FBI is like three steps behind. Mm-hmm. And this always comes up. Because they get off the plane, the FBI shows up on the plane. Like, where is he? And then a step behind the FBI is the, is like the mob morons. Yeah, the morons. And this is where Serrano calls and he goes, moron number two, but moron number one on the phone.
0: And all these shots that we get of Serrano are like pure 80s Vegas. Yeah. Which are actually still kind of, I guess, (laughs) kind of gaudy opulence. Oh, yeah. 80s Vegas, for Mm -hmm. sure. I'm not sure they've changed the carpets in one of the casinos, because I'm pretty sure when my family and I were there a couple years ago, they had that same carpet. Ugh. (laughs) Gross. Uh, But, so, the Duke and De Niro have to now go to Amtrak. That's right. That's right. They go back to Grand Central, and they switch to Amtrak. And this is also where they... As they, like, find their next mode of transportation, it progressively gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah, it does. It <laughs> gets worse and worse and worse, and they progressively less and less money. Yeah, because they start with this beautiful plane. First class. Yeah. And then they get to the Amtrak, which is nice. Though. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean... Yeah, they have a private car. There's
1: mm-hmm. like, a dining car. It's, yep. like, a nice accommodation. Yeah. Um, and it just gets worse from there. I know. But they go to Amtrak. Uh, De Niro locks the Duke in the bathroom. For a couple of hours, yeah, before letting him out, and he's he's still impersonating the FBI agent for fun, which is great. But you know, they sit down to dinner at one point. Duke explains, "Oh, I stole the money, but I gave it to charity." Mm-hmm. I was like, "There has to be more of the story, right?" Like that seems really flimsy.
0: I I bought that. I mean, obviously, he was going to keep some of the money too.
1: Yeah, i just felt like oh, okay, like it's just too perfect. This guy is not a criminal at all. He's you know
0: a benevolent martyr. I enjoyed that just because De Niro keeps repeating that he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's very clear that, like, the real criminals are the mob.
1: <laughs> yeah. They
0: had a really cute exchange about being in denial.
1: Yes. And uh, it's also when the bail guys start calling uh, Marvin. And Marvin,
0: like, has an equal amount of scrappiness as De Niro. I think he's, like, a little bit more low-life than De Niro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, like, they're both on the same sort of willing to undercut the other yes in certain ways and also the amount of security around credit cards and like oh phone my numbers God. and hotel rooms and i was like wow when you call any company let's say like a yeah. real estate company or a marketing firm um because i temped for a little bit at a marketing agency um if you call if, if you, somebody calls you cannot give out their email or phone number so I was just shocked at the amount, like the lack of security around all of these things. Oh, yeah. But Marvin calls the credit card companies like, hi, my name is John Walsh, who is Robert De Niro. Um, I've lost my credit card. Could you give me the name of like, could you see where I used it last? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that address is uh, the Amtrak station in Grand
1: Central, right? Right, right. That's so crazy. And then he's like, oh, you know, we might as well just cancel it. You should go ahead and cancel it for me. Okay, thanks. Yeah so great so all of a sudden our guys have no money they don't know yet the duke is pushing de niro now about uh quitting smoking and also about his backstory like he starts like getting in on on de niro and getting him to tell him like okay like why were you kicked out of chicago why like
0: why haven't you seen your wife well yeah well
1: he learns that he has a wife and a kid and then he starts pushing him, like, oh, maybe you want to go see them in Chicago. Maybe you should go see them. And I'm like, what's his ulterior motive to go to Chicago?
0: Hmm. Like,
1: I thought he had something there, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's some reason to, like, take a detour in Chicago, besides escaping. Yeah. Um, they have really cute banter. They just keep – and were like, he keeps getting him to open up against his will. Like, De Niro He's keeps really being, like, cute. tricked into opening up about his feelings.
0: yeah um it's so fun and they've got like also a really cute discussion on tips mm-hmm. and like de niro wants to leave however much and the duke is like no people live off tips know, you have to leave more and de niro's kind of crumbly about it right um uh, but the morons
1: you know try and show up at the train and so does the mob and the fbi and they don't find them there and then they have to switch to the bus and then they get off at a bus station in chicago or they do get intercepted by the FBI. finally. yeah, there's
0: a but there's a big shootout because the mob is one step behind the FBI, FBI and the FBI is three steps behind them. Right. Well, this time the FBI catches up with them, right and legitimately
1: catches uh, the Duke and De Niro. but there are these snipers from the mob still there. and the snipers very stupidly start firing. Why would they do that? I don't know. on the Duke. Um, while there's a huge FBI like presence there on the ground, like all these cop cars and police officers and FBI officers, but in the, in the crossfire,
0: uh, De Niro and the Duke escape. Yes. So then De Niro and the Duke go to, (laughs) um, De Niro's ex-wife's, his, you know, his former home. And I, how did you feel about this meeting? It was tough. That was a tough scene. Yeah.
1: I felt I felt really upset when he saw his daughter.
0: Me too. I was really so upset like by that. He was a really bad dad. We needed the his, worst dad. A it better was, moment.
1: Oh yeah, it was really upsetting, especially because he had nothing to say to her. Yeah, like he couldn't think of one conversation piece. He couldn't even make eye contact with her. He was no, he so was uncomfortable. Like, by her. So you we were like, "What grade are you in?" Eighth. She's like in eighth grade. And was, oh great, great, great. And he, you know, won't look anywhere near her. I mean he's humiliated rightly or like like mortified but she's, it's she's just awful it was awful to see it made me like him a lot less
0: mm-hmm. as a character yeah cuz he she's walked in on so he gets to this house and his ex-wife opens the drawer what I really loved about that scene was that like it was all very quiet at the beginning where she was just like she knew why he was there and she'd seen him on the news and she was like this is not going to end well and she clearly had a lot of feelings about their relationship well, he is very clearly still hung up on her. Oh yeah. Well, nine years, and he's still like wearing the watch she gave him, and hoping right. He, and says later that he thinks they might like he they would end up together.
1: Right later. Maybe yeah, later, up. not in this moment. But in this moment, he's like cracking, you know, like sarcastic little jokes at the uh, her new husband's expense, and he's like undermining her and um, asking her for money, which she's like really upset by, understandably. Because um, he's realized his credit cards don't work. Mm-hmm. And the Duke helps, like, mediate. Because they get into a screaming fight, and that's yeah. right. Well, De Niro the... starts screaming. Right. She doesn't really start screaming. No. He starts screaming. Yeah, he starts yelling. Um. And that's when the little girl walks in. Yeah, that's when his daughter sees it,
0: which is yeah. also horrible. But then, so his wife gives him the keys to her. I don't know why she did this. but oh, Yeah, she gives him the keys to her car.
1: And 40 bucks, And then the little girl goes outside and is like, I have $180 is my babysitting money. I'm glad he didn't yeah. take it. I thought he did at the end. No.
0: oh, so sad. Yeah. I really wanted to, I mean, I'm, maybe that was just like a true moment, but like I wanted a more movie moment, you know? Yeah,
1: I guess I kind of respect that they left it like so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that he's like not a super likable guy in any of those moments around his family. Yeah. Good, like it is shameful that he hasn't seen his own kid in like nine years. It's horrible. Yeah, that he hasn't reached out or, yeah, 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 just whatever the relationship with the mom might be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we don't like him because of that. It's pretty awful. And now they're in a car, it's yet another mode of transportation. Yes, uh, but they need gas money and they're driving from Chicago. But this is where we get more backstory mm-hmm. on him and Serrano, and the Duke gets out of him. That the whole police department was corrupt. Um, and that everybody was on the take from the mob. And he basically got kicked out of Chicago by refusing to
0: go on the payroll. Right. The options were either go on the payroll, leave Chicago, or die.
1: Yeah, or get framed with all this. Right, right, get framed heroin. with all of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he doesn't tell the Duke that it was Serrano, he just says it was this heroine. Oh, Gone yeah. Across.
1: I figured out it was Serrano immediately. I thought the Duke would, too. It didn't feel like a reveal, yeah. a reveal later. And he's like, oh, it was Serrano was your guy. I'm like, yeah, obviously.
0: Right. Well, we, we got told that at the very beginning. Like,
1: I you suppose, know. yeah.
0: So we knew that from probably five minutes in. Yeah, I just didn't think it was like a big stretch. Yeah, no. But we also have in that scene a moment where the Duke asks um, like, so De Niro tells the story and the Duke asks, like, how can you be on the side of a mobster? Like you're taking Oh me yeah. To, you're basically taking me to die. Yeah. Um, and De Niro's like, no, I'm like working for myself. I'm taking criminals like you in. The police force was so corrupt. This is the only way I can like
1: have real justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was like, okay, like this whole scene is built to for us to feel like De Niro's noble. And it makes sense. They put it right on the back of that horrible scene with the daughter
0: I to redeem
1: him and make him mm-hmm. feel like, no, he's not only did he not agree to the payroll um, protection or whatever bullshit, that the entire police force also did because of his morals. He now continues to put away bad guys for little bits of money so he can continue his like moral. I thought it was actually
0: kind of the opposite. I mean that, yeah, that did happen for him, but I thought as an audience member, it was, and like the Duke was to show him that he was not at all noble. And to show us that, like, this is a delusional man. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Where, like, and putting it on the back of this of this scene, where like we wanted him to be like, "Oh my God, my kid," you know, I'm so sorry, um, but he lacks the emotional depth to be able to do that. And he's also to, like to make up for that, he's created this character basically. In this you're pattern. right. You're right. Yeah, you it's
1: because he's not noble. He's no deluded himself into thinking staying away from his wife and kid for nine years and doing this like dirty kind of work was noble. De Niro's revealing so much about himself and the Duke is not. Hmm. Although I feel like we see the Duke's character pretty well throughout the
0: movie in terms of like, well, we see, we see him make some questionable choices later too. Oh, sure. Then that's what I mean. They're, they are the same. So they both have to like realize that one is not more noble than the other.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think that's where they end.
0: Um, and partly also why I think it's such a fun ride to watch them. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're right. Because it does keep going back and forth between like which guy is, is the better person mm-hmm. and is making like more moral choices.
0: Yeah, and the answer is neither. Neither. Yeah. Yeah, they're the same.
1: They are the same. You're right. There's a moment where they go to a diner and they're having. That. They want to have breakfast, they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. And we see how much sugar De Niro puts in his coffee. <laughs> and like, That's yeah. just like Ren.
0: <laughs> hey. So he dumped the whole thing. <laughs> Listen, I like my sugar and milk with a little coffee. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? I know there isn't. I just think it's funny,
1: but you guys take your coffee the same.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you mean we take our sugar and our cream the same. Yeah, exactly.
1: A little splash of coffee. <laughs> um, but this is also where we find out. That the Duke thought he was working for a legitimate firm. This is where we find his backstory. He realized it was all like a mob cover for these shell corporations. So he stole the money, gave it to charity, which I think still feels flimsy. He also had a master plan to back up the information on disks that could expose not only like Serrano's mob, but all the other mobs and how they were like
0: hiding their money. Mm -hmm. But he didn't do it. He didn't have enough time. Didn't have time. So here's a question for you. Based on the discussion we just had about these two men believing that they are better, one is better than the other, would it have made the story any better or worse or, you know, not have not have served it as well if um, the Duke had had some noble reason for stealing all this money? And I'm, I say noble in, like, quotation marks, sort of. Like a John Wick reason. Do you think it would have been better? Like, would you have preferred it if, like, you know, something had happened to his family?
1: Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. I would prefer if it was, like, I gave it to Alzheimer's charity because... My wife has Alzheimer's or like okay. my mom does. Yeah. I would have preferred if it was like specific or, you know, I realized he was trafficking children. So I gave it to an
0: anti-child trafficking charity. But would that, I mean, that, would that make his journey of with De Niro where they realized that neither is better than the other? No, How I don't that think that would change
1: that? it. I just think it would sound better than the word charity. And it would feel more personal. Mm-hmm. Why donate it to charity? Why not turn it over to the cops? Wouldn't the charity have to give the money back if it's blood money?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I can see that.
1: Marvin, look over there. We'll be right back. And we're back. Marvin shows up again. The morons and Marvin come. (laughs) First the morons find them in Texas, and then Marvin interrupts. Yes. And there's a great, so there's a helicopter shootout now. Yes. Yeah, because the morons uh,
0: have their goons and helicopters. Yes. So the car like is destroyed. So RIP station wagon. I was going to write, um, there are no deaths in this movie. And just as I was writing that, they caused the helicopter to explode. Oh, that was a great moment. Yeah.
1: So that was, they eventually end up at this huge like rushing river. Basically, Robert De Niro handcuffs himself to the Duke. And then like successfully
0: knocks out Marvin again with the same trick. But not, is this, I think this is right... That's right after Marvin. Like, there's some pay transparency where they oh, yeah. each reveal what the other has been charged. Or, you know, <laughs> what it's gonna, what they're going to, they're going to be paid. Oh yeah, and uh, Marvin discovers that Eddie told him he was going to be paid twenty five thousand right. dollars, and De Niro has bartered for a hundred thousand.
1: Right, right. It's a
0: funny moment.
1: The, there's this helicopter with snipers on it, shooting at the two guy, the three guys, uh, but mostly at the Duke trying to kill him before you could ever testify. Yeah. And the helicopter is chasing the car on the highway, which is great before they get to the river. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like very much like action movies you'd have now. Like the helicopter was so close to the ground. It was
0: so close. And also I feel like I say this every single time. It probably wasn't the same highway, but I feel like we've seen that highway before too, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> but they drive down a cliff. Oh, and that's yeah. funny too. Uh, Robert De Niro's like, to the Duke. He's like, you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Uh, The Duke basically gets unhandcuffed from De Niro, and he leaves the two men there and just jumps into the water. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes, the Duke finally escapes. (laughs) Yeah, and De Niro shoots and blows up a helicopter, Mm -hmm. which was exciting. And then he jumps into the water, too, and does the same trick to Marvin. Knocks out Marvin. look over there. Look over there, yeah. So basically, they're both in the water. The Duke gets himself out. And De Niro's being subsumed by the waves. Yeah, and he's in real jeopardy. And the Duke extends like a a huge branch,
0: literally an olive branch. Yeah,
1: <laughs> to help uh help him get out of the water. And but first, before he offers it to him, he pulls it back and he says, "I'm only going to give this to you if you promise to let me go, um, let me escape." And De Niro very reluctantly agrees, mm-hmm. and the Duke pulls into to safety. Um, and then once they're they're back on land, De Niro reveals, like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still bring you back to LA and get my money." Right. This is I'm singularly focused. This yeah. is what's happening. And yeah, yeah, you thought like, no, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, come' Moron. on. Come on, come on, let's go.
0: Then they're walking. In Texas heat, in like full suits, which seemed very, very hot. I didn't understand he was, how the Duke was still wearing a coat. Um, but they, like, hit somebody, like a car pulls up behind them, and they hitchhike in this truck with a bunch of other guys. The Feds also find Marvin. Yes, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, fellows, <laughs> it's like you again.
1: And they all, they're always arresting him. And the FBI boss is always stealing his cigarettes. Right. <laughs>
0: And they're always letting him go because they can't hold him on anything. Right. Oh, it's so good. It's such it's so fun. And you would think that this skit would get old, but because it keeps happening again unexpected unexpectedly, where like yeah. Marvin shows up when I least expect him to. Mm-hmm. And then the feds show up like with Marvin and it's
1: just continuously <laughs> funny. Well, everyone's just like three steps behind our guys. It's so funny. But I just were I like, you know, the Duke just wants to annoy De Niro into liking him. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty successful. The Duke is really
0: likable too.
1: Yes, like he's so charming. He's very charming. He's very cute.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so is De Niro. I mean, De Niro's yeah. doing his tough guy act, but he's he's clearly very sweet.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a part earlier in the movie where the Duke asks, you know, about his ex wife, like, did she hurt you? Mm-hmm. And De Niro goes, yeah. And then the Duke asks something else, and De Niro's like, I never said she hurt me. I'm like, well, he's
1: like, I'm sorry, you're hurt. He goes, I'm not hurt, <laughs> right? You just said you were hurt. No, I never said it was hurt. Um, but yeah, that's right. They they hitch a ride in the back of someone's truck to not even a town, like a gas station, a gas station in the middle of nowhere. But there's a tiny propeller plane, and uh, while De Niro goes place. to the bathroom, um, the Duke runs over and starts flying it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wrote, "He's not afraid of flying." Me too. He's a pilot. <laughs> De Niro is furious and like. There's this great bit of, um, kind of a slapstick. It was, yeah. It was really great. Yeah, where De Niro's like scrambling to get up on the plane and the Duke is like.
1: The Duke like has it it take off a little bit, but then lands it to like help him get off. He doesn't want to kill him. No, no. Um, But eventually De Niro knocks him out. Yes. (laughs) And um, the plane, you know, slows unharmed. Mm -hmm. And uh, De Niro steals a truck. And like now they've really gotten to like, like the lowest. Yes. Now they're yeah, both now they're just like, like
0: carjacking. Yep. They're both on like the lowest rung of the ladder. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then we get a great scheme going with uh, when they pull up to Reds. Oh, yeah. But they're also arguing over who lied to who first. Right. Uh, that was
1: great in the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Because De Niro's mad that he's a that pilot. He can, yeah. That he's not afraid of planes. And uh, Duke is arguing, well, you lied to me first, as far as you know. As far as you know, you lied to me first about not letting me go free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're worse. I'm okay. I lied to you first, but you didn't know that. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, they t- tell us about the scheme. I think it was very cute. So
0: they realize that they are out of money. And the last time they tried to get money wired to them from um, Daenerys boss, they were intercepted, so they have no money. So they roll up to this bar called Red's and they go Mm -hmm. in and the Duke is like, give me your, give me your FBI card. And I was like, why? And he's like, just trust me. And he's like, you know, do you want to eat the the stuff you like? Um, and so they go into this bar and the Duke has this great coat that he's like 1940 flipped up his collar, (laughs) and he's looking very like rough and he flashes the, the badge. He's like, I need to speak to the manager. And he reveals that there has been a, you know, a sting of counterfeit $20 bills. <laughs> and so they asked to see the money. And then as De Niro's doing, you know, the, the counterfeit test, he asks him, you're doing the uh, the litmus configuration, right? <laughs> De Niro's like, yeah, the, the, the litmus configuration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the litmus configuration. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah.
1: Especially because this whole time De Niro is like walking into places, pretending to be the FBI guy with middling success. Yeah, like half half the time people don't buy it. They're like, "You said the wrong name first. or like, "Yeah, you know, it doesn't always work out for him. Sometimes it works, um, but here Duke comes in with such confidence. Oh, where he's like, he's loving this role reversal, and it's funny seeing De Niro sort of scramble being the sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, they scam this this bar out of a couple, yeah, bunch of twenties.
0: Yeah, probably like two hundred bucks. Yeah and um and then get out of there and um they go and get groceries and then they realize that they've got to catch the train yeah they decide to hop a freight train so i guess it does get lower Um, right right? they hop a freight train but as they're doing that and like another kind of um slapstick moment occurs with the duke trying to shut well this is another betrayal
1: Oh, right, right, where he says, like, it's another massive betrayal. So mm -hmm. Duke hops on the train first. De Niro's running after him, and they're friends at this point, too. They really bonded. And uh, instead of helping De Niro get on the train, the Duke closes the door on him and says, like, you were gonna, you're never gonna let me go free. Yeah. And uh, anyway, (laughs) De Niro hops on the train anyway, gets on the other side,
0: Uh and he's like, you're still stuck with me. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, Owner of the bar that they've conned looks out the window and sees them running for the train. He's like, Something's up. So he calls the FBI. Oh, did you notice the literal trash
1: can fire on the train? No. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Where they're like (laughs) sitting around a fire. I thought you'd
0: appreciate that. I did. I did. And then they have a really sweet little heart to heart moment.
1: Yeah. You ever have sex with an animal?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was very sweet. Well, that's when the Duke reveals, like you said, that he's been tricking him into revealing things. About himself, and he does a whole little fake back and forth by himself, which is very cute
1: and funny. De Niro reveals that he misses his ex wife and still holds this fantasy that they'll get back together. And the Duke is like, "It's just not going to happen, probably." And De Niro explains that the watch was something that his wife gave him. The Duke is like, "Yeah, like maybe it's time to like move on, and, like meet somebody else."
0: I really liked that moment. Yeah, I feel like in other action movies, it would have been like, "Yes, you can get back together with her." Maybe you know, and.
1: It was just very realistic. It seemed very mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. And then Duke is like, yeah, maybe we could have... Uh, eh, and he doesn't even say it. <laughs> and Nero's like, no, we could have been friends in another life. And Nero finally budges a little bit and gives in.
0: Yeah. It's
1: very sweet. Then uh, a, hun- a thousand cops, a hundred thousand cops, search the freight train. Yep. But this is where all the cop cars like run Swarm into each in. other. Oh, right. Yeah. And crash. But basically, they're really close to where the freight train... Um, let off, so all the FBI cops and the regular cops are all in the area, and they get wind of them stealing this car, and so suddenly like the FBI guys are in a helicopter and they're chasing them down, and local police are there too. and It was like I guess he thinks he's gonna like outrun every cop
0: in the state and all the feds. I guess so, but he doesn't. Uh, but then
1: Marvin's there. Oh
0: right, yeah. There's there's Marvin again, which I heard I love everyone.
1: Yeah, and Marvin hits uh hits De Niro with his car door, knocking him out. <laughs> right. Um, but they're separated for real this time. And the FBI catches De Niro mm-hmm. and Marvin gets away with the Duke. Yeah. Uh, it
0: was great. I know. I really <laughs> thought, cause I, and it's great because that moment we've been set up so much to believe that De Niro will get the upper hand again and they will like, go off. But this is like where the road ends basically. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, uh,
1: the FBI <laughs> seizes De Niro. Um, by giving him his sunglasses back, and reveal, yeah. oh, we're here at the diner too. Um, oh, oh, another fabulous moment. So they have De Niro at the police station. The FBI is trying to interrogate him, and he's like, This is what I know, but like, you know, whatever. I'm not really going to help you guys. And like, he's like, When's, Where's my phone call? I need my phone call. And he calls the bail guys who are screaming at him. I know. I know. <laughs> screaming and cursing him out. And. And the whole police station's like watching intently and Daniel is like giving away all this stuff too on the phone. Just like right. scre- openly screaming at
0: him, talking about the mob, talking about talking about how, you know, that they had that pay transparency conversation. How could you send Marvin instead of right. me? I was doing a good job. Right. Right. <laughs> um, it's so good. And then he's like, also your phone is tapped. So Oh right. right. <laughs> By the way, you look outside and there'll be two guys in a van. They haven't like showered in days. They've got coffee breath. And the, the guys are just like... I think it was like the bail
1: bondsman, too. It's like, everyone's telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then... Oh, and then he calls the mobsters next, which is great. He calls yeah. the morons. Um, and the mobsters are working with Marvin now. He mm-hmm. figures out pretty clearly. Yeah, because... okay.
0: Because the bail bond boss... That is hard to say fast. The bail bond boss reveals that Marvin has not delivered the pa- the Duke. He basically is yeah. like, Oh, the Duke got away again. But because the when they were at the car rental place in New York question oh, right. the the morons, mob morons, gave De Niro like, like yes. a packet of matches with a number on it. Right, with their number. If yes. He wanted to
1: switch sides. And so he finds out through them that they're they're working with Marvin now. And that basically mm-hmm. they have the Duke, which is like worst case scenario. Yes. That the monsters would have him. And so now De Niro's like, okay, let, let's make a deal with the feds.
0: <laughs> right. And the feds are like, what? No. But he's like, I've got a plan. What if I could deliver you Serrano?
1: Yeah. So he basically uses the fake computer disks
0: as leverage.
1: That thought it was very smart. And he shows his skills again. This is where he shows his value talking to the feds. He's like, oh, well, you could get him on this and this and this and this and this. And it's all this like criminal law, cop stuff.
0: And I love this. There's a shot of Alonzo, the um, the FBI guy, who's who he's been impersonating. Mosley just being like, oh, we need to hire this guy. Like, we need to recruit this guy. We're just
1: realizing, like, oh, he's not as stupid as he looks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or as his actions would have us believe. Yeah. I yeah. also love, and he he showed up at points with the mob boss. Um, I loved the character of Sydney, who is like, he was the guy being like, okay, Serano, A oh, lawyer. Yeah. I would advise you not oh, yeah. to do that was this. was his attorney. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, "Shut up, Sydney." Yeah. <laughs> um, the
1: morons basically outwit Marvin, yep. of course, and uh, they, because Marvin gets greedy. Yes, for two million. Yes, for, for two million. million. They give him a million, and he asks for two million. So they just knock him out and take take uh, the duke. Then there's a meeting set up basically at the airport in exchange. With Serrano and De Niro, um, the exchange is, basically, I'll give you the computer files. You will, you know, hand over the Duke, essentially. Safely. Safely. Like alive. And so Serrano and the Duke are at the airport, and he gets in the car with him, and he's like, so, I'm going to kill you and your wife, too. Yeah. Except hmm um, What did you think of Serrano as a villain? I thought he was great.
0: Yeah. I really enjoyed him. I mean, he wasn't, because this is a comedy and not, like, more of a drama, yeah. drama comedy, He, we didn't really have an opportunity for him to be, like, the big, bad, like, scary villain, like we've seen in Mission Impossible 2, or Too Fast, Too Furious, but I thought he was great. He was funny, and he was also, like, very dry.
1: Yeah, I thought he was funny, too. He's, um, he's a realist. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, and everyone's, like, why would you go into this, like, stupid deal? And he's, like, no, no, you don't, you don't know this guy. He's He thinks he's noble. He wants this like face to face. He's gonna just do what we want to do. Yeah, the FBI is there, the moron squad's all there at the airport. Everyone's watching. Everyone's tapped. And the whole idea is to get Serrano to take these uh, fake discs
0: and floppy discs, therefore incriminate himself, mm-hmm. and then they can arrest him. There's a great moment where everybody's watching him, and also I was thinking like, is he gonna take it? Is he gonna like? Right, like freak out. Like we've seen him freak out. Yeah,
1: because he has a temper problem. But he changes the terms. and He's like, "Let me see Duke. Like bring him here to me now." Mm-hmm. So they do. But then Marvin walks in.
0: Then Marvin walks in because he's woken up from being knocked out again.
1: <laughs> he's out, he has and- brain damage
0: at this point. I know. Also, he's had so
1: many concussions.
0: I, I I get the like the conceit and like the comedy of knocking somebody out, but like, how do all these people know exactly where to hit somebody so that they knock them out? I don't know. I know. It seems to take only one
1: punch. Right. One slap, like, one whack to the side of the head. Right. That doesn't cause permanent damage on, like, the Duke, but probably is on Marvin. Oh, 100% on Marvin. Yeah.
0: I loved Marvin, though.
1: (laughs) Well, he's just so gross and sleazy. And De Niro, at this point, too, is filthy.
0: Oh, yeah. He and the Duke are so filthy.
1: Yeah. They're, like, they're so dirty. And uh, Serrano mocks his outfit, too, which is great. Um... But Marvin, you know, furious that he didn't get his millions, basically is about to ruin everything. Yep. <laughs> Walks in with a gun, ready to shoot whoever. And also, unfortunately, De Niro's mic goes out because he's yes. being like wired. Yes. And he's wearing a wire. So they can't hear him. Serrano takes the discs mm-hmm. and leaves the Duke with them. And it's about to be like a huge shootout. Yes. Um, until Serrano's leaving, and De Niro just starts screaming to the feds. because They can't hear his mic. Like he took the tapes. He took it. Like he took the discs. Uh, and then everyone in their house.
0: Then it's just chaos. Yeah.
1: The agreement that they made, uh, that De Niro made with the FBI, was that he could still take. Right. Yes. Um, the Duke to LA and get his money. Mm-hmm. So he takes the Duke all the way to LA. Right. Because they were in Vegas. Yes. That's right. on um, Another flight to LA. And De Niro calls his bail bondsman. And he's like, I have him here. Say I did hi, it. Duke. Yeah, I did it. And uh, I was like, why does he think the bail guy is good for 100000 still? I'm oh, yeah. so not. Yeah. Um, but it's all the principle of the thing. He mm-hmm. just wanted to win. Yes. And then he says, oh, I'm letting you go. He says, say bye. Right. And he hangs up. And I was like, well, wait, doesn't he still need to testify?
0: <laughs> well, I guess they've got him in custody, so. I guess, yeah. That's a bad FBI operation, really. though.
1: It's like, let him go disappear. Like, he's got to go testify.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe... Oh, wait, no. He's not going to disappear because the FBI thinks that De Niro is going to deliver him to his boss, which means that he'll be in custody. So right. So he still can not testify.
1: Right. But he's not because De Niro lets him go right. to go escape. So right. So he's well, not going to testify anymore. No, but... So now yeah. De Niro will have to escape, too. Stupid of De Niro to just let him go when he does need to go testify. And doesn't this man feel is the same moral obligation no. that brought him to uh, you know, give all the money to charity and ruin his life to testify and put this guy behind bars? I don't think so. I guess not. Um, I guess he doesn't. But it's revealed, too. De Niro gives him his watch, and he's like, I'm going to move on with my life. And uh, so then, in exchange, the Duke gives him, uh, he's like, oh, I took some traveling money. Um, and he reveals that he's been wearing, on his body, thousands and thousands of
0: dollars. Like $300,000.
1: Yeah, so he could have eaten that chorizo with eggs any he wanted it. Yeah. Just playing the long con game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess he was. Um, but he gives him all the money. I'm like, Is he, isn't he going to save a little bit of money for himself, too? Like, I hope he has a second pack on his back somewhere. I think he probably has a second pack more on money. His back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Plus... He's good with numbers. I'm sure he's going to be fine. You're right. He has a couple of (laughs) hundred elsewhere. Yeah.
1: I was like, buddies, they're little buddies now.
0: I wrote, this is a rom-com. There's such like a sweet moment between
1: them. It really was. So now De Niro has 300,000 and he can open up his little coffee shop like he wants to, but he can't get a cab. Um, So he starts walking. But I thought too, when he deposits that money, won't it come up as stolen? Like aren't they
0: numbered? He's gonna have to money launder it. Yeah, he's gonna have to launder it. <laughs>
1: he can't just deposit that money. No.
0: Good news is he's made lots of new friends along the way.
1: <laughs> so Right. And you can always call the Duke and be like, how should I
0: right, move right. this
1: money around?
0: <laughs> oh, what a fun, fun movie. I know. It was really sweet. Yeah. I have a question for you. So I know that they've kind of done this in Hollywood's kind of done this in recent years. We had, well, sort of. We had Spy with Melissa mm-hmm. McCarthy, which is fantastic. And then there was the one with Sofia Vergara and Reese Witherspoon, which was not great. And there was one with Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. That one was really, no, good. I really That one was the bad one. one. The one with Reese Witherspoon, I think it was fun. What's the Reese Witherspoon one? I don't remember. It's her and Sofia Vergara. Oh, I don't know that one. Anyway, so let's say it's made in 2023. Who do you cast in each role? And why would I be perfect for one of the, one of these roles? <laughs> but like, who would you cast in these roles to like switch it up? Okay. Um, and it like, yeah, we would need more women. We'd need uh, <laughs> a few other things, but. You would
1: probably end up being Pete Davidson as De Niro. Really? Probably. I could do Marvin. Okay. You as Marvin. <laughs> Thank
0: you. And uh... then you as all the other roles. <laughs> Me, starring
1: me in all the roles. Starring Ripon okay. Olsen in every role. All
0: right, who else? I I put Jennifer Lopez in the one of the FBI in the FBI role? I love her so much. I think that would be fun. What about? Am I blanking. David Harbor, okay. I can
1: shrug. <laughs> He's doing fine. He's gonna be like in the next big Marvel movie. Oh, I'm not so. worried about him. Yeah.
0: You know who isn't yet going to be in the next big Marvel movies? <laughs> Me.
1: Well, just a matter of time because they're casting up all the actors. So it's really just
0: a matter of time. I'll just wait until they go through the list. They're like say, like phase, <laughs> eight. Yeah, <laughs> phase eight. I'll be <laughs> 75 and they'll be like, you know what? Yeah.
1: The Adventures of Ant-Man's Granddaughter. And you'll be like, I'll play the friend. Right.
0: Right. I'm her nice neighbor. That's right. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this up. What Trash fire rating would you give this movie?
1: Um, I think it's a four. I really enjoyed it. It's not a perfect film. You know, it's kind of light on the action parts, but I really had a fun
0: time. What about you? I, I agree it's not perfect. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. I had such a blast with it. Yeah. It was so fun. It, like, even the parts that I knew were coming, once, like, you figure out this kid, I'm like, oh, it's Marvin again. I still was surprised by. Well, like, yeah, each Marvin appearance surprised me, too. And it was, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I really like how the script kind of, you know, brought the matchbook up again and brought Mm -hmm. these things that we learned at the beginning. Um, So it's a five for me. Nice. Also, just the the chemistry between the two men was so fun.
1: It feels classic.
0: Yeah, it really does.
1: Yeah, because their friendship is so begrudging Mm -hmm. at first. Um, And so hard won. And they both lie to each other again and
0: again. They lie and they betray each other. Yeah. And then also in those moments where they do need to be there for each other, they have those too. Right. But few and far between. Right.
1: Um, yeah. I really enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. So next week we're going to be watching Drive, the uh, Ryan Gosling movie from
0: the early 2000s. <laughs> we were just talking. I remember seeing this trailer come out and being like, oh, that seems like a type of movie I should watch being really excited and ready to watch it. And I have never seen it. Oh, yeah. I did see it, but I have no memory of it. Mm -hmm.
1: So I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, But in the meantime, if you want to send us a movie recommendation, please send it to ladiesgetaction at gmail.com. We're also accepting compliments there. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also rate and review on Spotify. So please do that there too. Um, And we're also available on Instagram at ladies get action. We're posting fun content and behind the scenes pictures. Um, And Rin, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Rin Olson. That's R-I-N-O-L-S-S-O-N. Rebecca, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Ringley Casting. Until next time, get get some action. action.